I mean, on that note, like of doing your own thing outside and not really caring and, and making the space your own, like we, we do tarot when we go camping and we like live for it. Like I treasure the moments where like we pull out our tarot cards and we like get into the nitty gritties of our personal emotional life. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Wildly Basic. It's just me and Emma today with a bit of a hodgepodge of an episode coming at you. We went into this recording hoping to touch on some of what we like to call the quirks of being a woman in the outdoors. That is, things that we think about or experiences we have that our male-identifying counterparts may not. In reality, this episode ended up being a combination of story swapping and feminist rants. And we know, that's not exactly a first here on Wildly Basic. You'll hear some clothing-related concerns, a story about perceptions of women's age in the outdoors, and of course, it wouldn't be a woman in the outdoors chat without a couple period stories. We hope you enjoy the episode and get a few laughs and maybe some feminist rage out of it. Before we begin, just a quick reminder that we do have two awesome promo codes available for our listeners. These are for Dirt Series Mountain Biking Skills Camps and the Fernie Gravel Grind Bike Race. Make sure to check out our link tree and listen to our recent episodes for those promo codes. And with that, let's jump in. Welcome to Wildly Basic, a podcast about everyday badass women who love the outdoors and are unafraid to be unapologetically themselves in the backcountry, regardless of norms and expectations. I'm Emma. And I'm Allie. On this podcast, we hope to share our love of backcountry shenanigans with those like us, those that inspire us, and those that are excited to discover their interest in the outdoors. Hello, everyone. Welcome. We back. always start the episode like that. I don't want to start the episode okay, like fine. that. Okay, fine. Say something else then. See, it's hard. <laughs> I just feel like every time we're like, hello, listeners. And then they're like, of course, hello. Like, we've already listened to the intro to this, the little jingle you have. Welcome to Wildly Basic. And then we say welcome again. And they're like, girl, we've been here for already three minutes. So hi, thanks for joining. Um, it's just me and Emma today. We don't have a guest, but we do have a lot of stories to share. So <clears throat> that's a good way wait, to be. Wait, I do have one thing to add. And I thought of this because I got my eyebrows waxed today. I saw on TikTok that I think thin eyebrows are coming back in. <gasps> and I'm very disappointed about it. I can't, I can't live here for it because I have a unibrow naturally. So I've been thriving ever since the thick eyebrows trend became trendy and I can't go back because no way in hell will I be trimming my eyebrows to be narrow and thin to, you know, follow a trend because dare the trend switches and I won't ever be able to grow these back. And also I feel like thick eyebrows, I've really come to like, like personally embrace, like I'm actually really proud of them and I'm happy with them, even though for years I grew up hating my bushy eyebrows so if that's the way the world's going I'm not for it and I'm not jumping that ship and while we're on the topic of not jumping on board I'm not wearing low-rise jeans Emma I'm 100% with you I also will not be partaking in the thin eyebrow trend trend I will not be partaking in 
low-rise jeans. And speaking of this kind of topic of outfits and what's in style, basically the topic that Emma and I want to talk about today is a little bit more lighthearted maybe than some of the stuff we've been talking about recently. We just want to share some stories of kind of quirks and fun anecdotes or things that happen being a girl in the outdoors. And some of these are more like body related and some of them aren't. And one of the things that we were going to talk about, so maybe since we're talking about clothing, we can jump into this. I think leggings are a super popular um, outdoor wear choice for a lot of women. Um, And this is just like a quick funny story of something that happened with me and Emma when we were on a hiking trip um, two summers ago. It was a couple nights long and um, Emma had a pair of leggings on that have, I don't know if you guys know, like some of the Lululemon ones, they have that drawstring that's kind of on the inside of the waistband and you can pull it tight and then put a knot in it. And so Emma had basically... Type. Like it's 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 like a complete loop. Like it's not your typical drawstring. It's a complete completed loop. So you have to tie like an overhand into it. Yes. Otherwise, it doesn't stay tight. Um. So Emma was wearing one of these types of pants, and she had kind of like repeatedly knotted it to keep them up. I guess to not fall down while we were hiking. And basically, at one point, Emma was trying to pull her pants down to pee. And she literally could not get them down because of this fucking knot in her drawstring. So me and Sydney, who has been on the pod, hopefully you guys have listened to that, um, basically had to like do surgery on Emma's pants so that she could pull them down and pee. (laughs) And this doesn't seem like a big deal, but we spent, I swear, it was like 30 minutes on the side of the trail because I, I didn't like just have, have like a small urge to go. Like I really, really need to pee. And at the end of the half hour, I really, really, really needed to pee. And we, it was at least for us at the time, so, so dramatic. And I couldn't get these pants off. It was also dramatic because these are really nice, like expensive, good quality pants. So we weren't just going to be like, Oh, fuck it. Cut this. And like, you know, get a new pair of pants or fix it later. We were really trying to preserve. And ultimately, I don't think we were really able, I think we ended up having to like- I cut it. I cut it, yeah. But we really, really, we got pliers out, like trying to get these knots undone in the drawstring and it just was not happening. I mean, that's that's the reality. (laughs) Oh my God. I was going to say, that's the reality of being slim thick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I know people could say like, oh, well, maybe that's not the right attire for hiking then. Like those are yoga pants. They're made for yoga or they're made no. for but No, I actually went on a hike this fall with um, two of my friends, Speed, my roommate being one of them. And I actually decided not to wear leggings. It was like a fall hike. It was, it was cold. And to, to make it clear, like we got to where it was snowing. So it was cold. And so pants was definitely like fully covering your legs was definitely the move. And I decided not to wear leggings because I wanted to actually test out hiking in pants. Cause I was, I was like, I, maybe leggings aren't the move. Like they're quite tight. And if you like rub up against a rock or something, like they'll easily rip. So I was going to wear, um, these more technical pants I bought and holy smokes, it was so not the move. We got dumped on like rain. It was pouring, pouring rain. And my pants just like 
they not, not necessarily absorbed all the water as if they were super absorbent, but because it was just so rainy, they got soaked. And then they were just like hanging off of my body and they were dripping water, like down my ankle. So they were getting like my ankle all wet and then it was dripping into my shoe. And it just wasn't the most efficient way of wearing things. And my two friends who were with me on the hike wore Lulu leggings. And although we were all soaked by the end of it, they didn't have the like dripping problem that I did. So Lululemon leggings are actually a technically, like technically speaking, a good move. But on the topic of pants, actually, one thing that I've been struggling with for quite some time is just generally speaking, female oriented gear, clothing, particularly, it's always made for this ideal I find for women's bodies. You know, it's smaller and it's, it's daintier and, but in particular pants or boots or anything that goes around your leg, I don't understand why outdoor industries believe that women have the smallest calves in the world. And this is coming from a lady with some bigger calves, but I've actually not been able to put pants on or boots on because of the calves. The calves. That is outrageous. I know. And I just like, I don't understand it because I don't, I never thought that I had like the world's largest calf. So people have calves. It's not a secret. You know, the cat's out of the bag. Women have calves and you got to start making clothing that fit our calves. God damn it. Okay. I will also say this is a bit of a just rant off of what you just said. I do find that um, buying clothing, like women's clothing, um, I often go to it in terms of like, if I want a good quality piece of outdoor wear and I'm willing to spend some money, I'll be like, yes, I'm going to look through these women's products because in theory, they should be proportioned and sized. And so sometimes buying women's clothing is like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You know, like I, so I have like bigger quads and if I'm trying on a pair of pants and they feel like they fit just right around my legs, the waist will often be too big. And then if I go down a size, cause I want the waist to be tighter and I can cinch it up, my quads are being suffocated because it's too tight. You know, it's you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, because you don't want to shop in the men's section because those proportions are probably not going to be right for you a lot of the time. Also, sometimes the colors are lame. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And then you go to the women's section and you're like, cool. Okay. And then you're like, oh, okay. Now we're just going back to like what the ideal woman's body type is. And I know it's like hashtag not all brands. I know there are, there are some brands that I have in mind that I know fit my body. I know my size and like, they are wonderful and I love to wear them. But then I know some brands I just can't even consider buying. Like, and I did not like the thigh thing you're talking about, like quads and and the waist, that I feel like is a way more universal problem. Like a lot of women have that problem. The calves thing I was really shocked by. Like I bought a pair of ski boots from a brand that I won't mention, but they I literally couldn't do them up. These were hundreds of dollars. So, and I also recognize that like Emma and I are both relatively thin people. So like we are coming at this whole sizing thing with already a lot of privilege in the sense that like most of the clothes out there like we will eventually be able to kind of find something that fits us it might be a bit of trial and error but something I wanted to add to this is how fucked climbing harness sizes are 
um, because it kind of falls into this category. So for reference, I wear the largest size of women's climbing harness. I wear a large. So first of all, there's no extra large. There's no extra, extra large, all of that. It seems absolutely fucked up to me that there is no size bigger than what I wear for my climbing harness. And if I were to even gain a little bit of weight, I don't know what I would do because the women's harnesses are proportioned in a way that, again, it is kind of going off a bit of a standard of what a woman's body proportion should be, but they do tend to fit better for many women than a men's harness. I used to have a men's harness um, because I kind of got it as a hand-me-down from a friend of mine. And the men's shape was just so much more uncomfortable for me. And then when I got my new harness, which is a women's large, I was like, holy shit, this is so comfortable. Like, I didn't even know that a climbing harness was not supposed to feel like shit. A little while ago, I won like an Instagram uh, contest for a climbing harness. So I went to the store and they were like, oh, here's the harness style that you won. Like, try them on. And that this harness actually had unisex sizes and I could not fit the largest size. I can't believe that. Yeah. I literally can't believe that. I know. And luckily I was like, yo, this doesn't fit me. Can I get another prize? And they were like, yeah, we'll give you something else instead. But it was just like how, you know, there's already all these barriers for women, for bigger bodies. Like there's already all these barriers from the get-go to get into these activities and then you literally physically cannot buy gear that's bigger than like the equivalent of a women's medium. That's crazy. Honestly, like I didn't know that. You're so right. And like, yeah, I mean, like I said, in normal, normal everyday clothing, I'm like a women's medium, maybe a women's large. I take a women's large climbing harness and I can't fit into a fucking unisex large. Like it's just. I yeah. Also, I'm sure like, Again, hashtag not all brands. I know that there are some brands out there that are really making leaps and bounds in this area, but um, I'm sure there's differences between brands. Yes. And I know that there are bigger harnesses available out there, but they're clearly not sort of consistently stocked in stores Mm -hmm. or consistently available online even. So yeah, that's for sure. The problem with so many, like that's the, that's a universal problem with clothing. On a more positive note, speaking about harnesses, one thing I want to say is harnesses make your booty look so good. <laughs> Can't disagree with that. Um, do you um, have a fun other, another anecdote? Yeah. So I feel like we've been talking a lot about kind of clothing and gear. Like that should not be, this is a stupid fucking barrier to have to getting outdoors and to exploring these activities. I feel like we're not the first people to talk about it either. So like, wake up world. Yes. Agreed. So I think that's kind of what it comes down to. Um, And kind of along those lines, some of the other anecdotes I have to share are more so about uh, times where I feel like people have been a little bit surprised or taken aback when my friends and I don't embody the granola girl hardcore mysterious wilderness woman vibe that they're expecting from a lot of women that do go out into the backcountry or whatever so the first anecdote I'll say is um Liz and I went on a kayaking trip we've been on a couple but one of the ones that we went on we ended up on these um these two islands that are kind of connected by this beautiful white sand beach 
And on that white sand beach, there are three first come first serve camping spots um, that are really just for kayakers or canoeists who come by. So Liz and I were lucky enough to snatch one of those spots. Um, and each campsite had a fire pit and a picnic table. And so we had gotten there, we'd pulled our kayaks up onto the beach and we'd spent the rest of the afternoon in our bathing suits, lying around on this beautiful beach, enjoying the sun. And when the time came around to have a fire in the evening and make our dinner, we were still in our bathing suits. We pulled out our white claws and we were just dancing on our picnic table. And like, we weren't being disruptive. We were playing music, but you could only hear it at our campsite. And we were just living our best lives, dancing on this picnic table as if we're in a club in downtown Vancouver and we're just at this beach in the middle of nowhere. And there was a family at the camp at one of the other three campsites. So about 50 meters away. And I kept seeing the parents of the family kind of looking over at us like, are those, are those girls okay? Are they, are they doing okay? Okay. I think they're fine. And then like, at one point the dad kind of walked over and was like, suspiciously looking at us and then walked back and I honestly think these people were just like I've never seen someone just like dance on a table at a campsite like it's done not an out-of-place site if you're at a bar or a club but were there young kids they were not young they were they these were like like young adults or older teenager type kids okay <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I wonder it's if not- the dad was going over like, I don't know if this is appropriate for my six-year-old. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> also, it's not like we're dancing, but we're not like, you know, doing anything outrageous over there. I know, but I, I'm just like, maybe he was like, maybe these girls are high out of their mind. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, I think that's partially what he thought, but partially also just like this is abnormal. And the my point is just you know, as long as you're not disrupting anyone else's peace, which again, we weren't, we were not loud. I mean, on that note, like of doing your own thing outside and not really caring and and making the space your own, like we, we do tarot when we go camping and we like live for it. Like I treasure the moments where like we pull out our tarot cards and we like get into the nitty gritties of our personal emotional life you're the only group I do that with like not any other group is into doing tarot on a camping trip sometimes I bring my tarot cards and you know volunteer to read somebody's tarot but nobody's into it not like our group and I live for it like shamelessly I'm ready for like a three-hour sit down like a 10-card layout yes yes the campfire does not need to be sitting around drinking beers burping and exchanging adventure stories (laughs) You're one to talk. You burp literally all the time. Okay. I actually do (laughs) love sitting around a campfire drinking beers and burping. So I'm not saying that's a bad activity. (laughs) It doesn't have to be the only activity. Exactly. I'm also more than happy to do that. I do that on a regular (laughs) basis. I am also happy to dance on a picnic table, drink white claws, and read tarot cards. And I think very valid ways to live your life and both valid things to do on your camping trip literally do whatever you want and as long as you're having a good time I'm happy for you exactly have a good time don't disrupt anyone else's peace and be safe um also on kind of this topic the other anecdote I was going to share and this just does really come down to what our whole podcast is about which is about the fact that you can be a basic bitch or anything else 
and you can still go out and shred outside and have a great time and you can just be exactly who you are. So this is a related story. Basically on my road trip this past summer with Liz and Sydney, who we've already talked about many times, um, the three of us, especially when we get together, we can get really, really excited about things. Like really enthusiastic. Um, And we would go to the like visitor centers along the way and pick up um, road maps and trail maps and just info brochures and stuff to kind of figure out what kind of hikes or other things we wanted to see while we were in that area. And while we were in the Yukon, we went to one of these info centers and we met just the absolute kindest lady who worked there who spent a huge chunk of time with us going through all these different options for things we could do. And every time she would pull something out, we would all go like, wow, wow, oh my gosh, yes, like, let's do that. So exciting. Yes. And we would just get really, really stoked. And at the end of this kind of like meeting with her, we were each leaving with like a handful of like info brochures and we were like, wow, thank you so much. And she was like, you know, no worries. Like have a great time girls. Like you three look like you're having so much fun. Like what grade are you guys in? Like, have you graduated yet? And we were like, great. Like, like, what do you mean? And she was like, oh, like in high school, like what grade are you in? And we were like, we're, we're we all have university degrees like we're like we done we're in our mid-20s <laughs> we are fully educated hello and we're acting like we're 16 <laughs> and that's the thing is like why is it shocking yeah. that like full-grown women are just fucking stoked about stuff and aren't afraid to show it like why do we have to have this more reserved and you we don't. don't exactly and like that's the whole point of the story is just like, I, I'm sure I'm sure her comment was harmless too like oh honestly just, we yeah. took it as a compliment because we were like the <laughs> fact that we could even pass for that young that's great we, we're uh, here for it um but I think it just goes to show kind of the mentality or expectations that people have on your behavior as a woman as you kind of get older um, women get a lot of shit for being emotional, for being, this lady was stoked for us too. It just, it's just interesting that because of all of those things, she perceived us to be teenagers. Kind of to pivot for a minute, it wouldn't be a female in the outdoors combo if we didn't talk about peeing in the outdoors. Anyways, it's, it's, no, it's not a secret that women squat when they have to pee. I know that some, I know some women actually who like they use TP when they pee. I don't do that. And I won't comment on it because I've never done it. I just go for like the whole drip dry, but I do air dry. And then I will turn my body to face the wind. (laughs) And I'll kind of like, I'll literally like moon the wind so that the air kind of like rushes. It's very quick. I don't spend a lot of time here, but uh, just so that the air rushes by me and just dries me a, a bit more. It just gives me that extra little helping hand in drying. Um, and maybe does a little bit more than, you know, a shake would have done. So I, if anyone, if anyone wants to attempt, you just turn towards the wind and hold for a couple seconds and then be on your way. Talking about women in the outdoors. The other thing that's always going to come up is periods. 
Um, so I have two fun stories to share that are um, actually more so stories about guys trying to be like period allies. So basically the stories from someone that I know who's a dude who um, like routinely carries a first aid kit with him as like most people do when they're going outside. And so because he was trying to be a period ally, he stocks a couple tampons in his first aid kit. And he also like love that. Yes. Yes. Love it. Yes. Men, please take notes. But the thing is, he had done this, I guess, years ago (laughs) and had never really come to a point where he'd had to offer them to someone because let's be honest, most women are very prepared in that sense. So we've been doing this for some time. We know, we know some, some, a thing or two. Exactly. Exactly. It's unlikely that we'd be caught out there with our period without a tampon. Anyway, he's on a climbing trip with uh, himself, another male friend and a female friend. And the female friend unexpectedly gets your period and doesn't have anything with her and says something to the two guys. And so my friend says, oh my gosh, it's okay. He says, this this is the moment I've been waiting for. Literally, he was so stoked because he he was just like, finally, all of this time of being prepared, someone needs me. And he gets out his first aid kit and offers her a tampon and she pulls it out. And it's just a crusty, gross, waterlogged tampon because it's been in his first aid kit for years. And this first aid kit has probably gotten sweat on it and it's been in boats and it's gotten water and dirt on it. And she's like, I'm not using this. Like, this is not a usable tampon. And so the third guy on the trip rips a part of his shirt off and gives it to her to kind of, I guess, put in her underwear in some way to just kind of get through the rest of the day or get through whenever it was that they could go to a convenience store or something and get some tampons. Um, <laughs> I, I feel so bad because your friend was like, this is the moment I've been waiting for. Like the day has come. And then it's like, oh no, actually, I'm so sorry that your planning didn't work out. Let me manly rip my shirt off. <laughs> I'll do you one better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that it shows our allies out there. You know, yes. even if your tampon didn't work that day, you had a tampon. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much to both of these guys. Great job. A plus. The other story is related. A similar thing about men being period allies. So this is a story I heard about um a group going on a rafting trip one of the girls on the trip had a diva cup which she was using for her period and because they kind of it's a long trip and they go to these different campsites each night they carry this thing that's sort of like a barrel with a toilet seat on it and this poor girl drops her diva cup into the poo barrel oh no and comes back to the campsite with this group of people being like oh my god, like, I dropped my diva cup. I I don't know what to do. Like, I don't have anything else with me. Like, I need it. And I'm gonna pause. If you don't know what a diva cup is, it's a reusable menstrual product. And one of the guys goes, I don't know if he had some gloves or something. I really, really hope so. Goes in 
and retrieves the diva cup for her and boils it to clean it off in the jet boil. A real ally. <laughs> you know what? I would not expect anyone to go that far for me, but I would appreciate it. <laughs> I don't even know if I would go that far. Like maybe I would just be like, we're free bleeding. Goodbye. Yeah, no, I think I would be like, the diva cup's a lost cause. I'm just going to stain all my clothes. Actually, no, I'd be like, the diva cup's a lost cause. Who's going to rip their shirt off for me to create a menstrual product, please? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Um, So another story I have actually involves a friend of mine. We were on a camping trip. It was a pretty like low intensity camping trip. Uh, We weren't doing any big strenuous activities. We were kind of just chilling out there for a weekend. And so we're, we're out and about and we decide that one day we're going to just walk up and hang out at the lake. But I, as you know, Allie, I'm not a big fan of like sports bras, bras in general. So I don't carry them if I don't need one. And because it wasn't a strenuous weekend, I only had like one tight top that I was using as a pseudo sports bra and I didn't have like another sports bra to use for a bathing suit so I asked my girlfriend I'm like hey do you have a bathing suit I can borrow she goes yeah of course which was kind of crazy because if you're on a camping trip you know bringing one bathing suit kind of sometimes doesn't even fit bringing two is almost unheard of so the fact that she was like absolutely I have a second bathing suit for you I was like girl what's going on you have two bathing suits and she's like uh duh of course I have my skinny bathing suit and I have my bloated bathing suit. And at the time I could not help but just laugh at the idea of a bloated bathing suit, but that's exactly what she had. She had her cute, like tiny bikini. If she was feeling herself that day and feeling skinny. And then she had her one piece in case she was bloated, which makes actually a lot of sense on a camping trip because sometimes you get shy bowel and you get a little bloated or you're, you're eating camp food and you're a little bloated. So yeah, she was like, I just wanted options. And she brought her options and I benefited because I got to wear a bathing suit to the lake. But it was just so funny because everyone was making fun of her for bringing a bloated bathing suit. And now every time I like go out or I plan for a weekend, I'm like, I'm going to bring a skinny bathing suit and my bloated bathing suit. (laughs) I honestly think it makes total sense. And I will not lie, do the same thing. Well, also like how many times have we been out, like even this summer when we went up to Wedgemont Lake, and we brought our bathing suits. I literally considered bringing a bloated and a skinny bathing suit to that trip because I didn't know if we, if I was going to feel myself with the lake. Okay. I defaulted to bloated bathing suit in that scenario. I often yeah. default to bloated bathing suit. I also often default to the bathing suit that I know is going to match my uh, partner in crime on that day. Cause like, I knew you were going to bring your black one piece. So I brought my black one piece so we could match in our pictures. <laughs> I also love that that's something that our friend group does that I think other people think is cringy. We intentionally match all the time. We <laughs> love to do it. We love it. It's like, I not, for it. yeah. <laughs> I want all of us wearing our aligned tanks and our, you know, Lululemon leggings and our scrunchies. It's, it's the uniform. <laughs> it's the basic bitch uniform. Get on board or get out. <laughs> Uh, the only other one I have is I want to ask the world why is makeup and the outdoors so mutually exclusive 
I understand on like a multi-day camping trip, maybe you're not going to pack around your makeup or maybe you're not going to, sometimes you don't even have a mirror. Like what's the point of doing makeup if you can't, if like I can't do it without seeing myself in a mirror. But why do I feel a little bit of shame if I'm going for a day hike and I want to put mascara on? Why do I feel that way? And you should be allowed to wear makeup. And if you want to come on a hike in full face euphoria makeup, do it do it. I'm here for it. I support all the way, whatever you want on your face, cake it on or go for the natural look. I'm here. And I want you to know that I support you and you shouldn't feel shame in wearing the makeup. I agree. And I will say I have been guilty of thinking those judgmental thoughts. And maybe it's because in my mind, I'm like, that's so inconvenient. Like, aren't you just going to sweat that off? Like, why would you do that? Like unnecessary? Um, but it really shouldn't be something to be ashamed or, or embarrassed about, or like taken to be a dumb thing. Like you want to feel good, no matter what you're doing in life, you want to feel good. But especially if you're going out and you're about to do this big hike and you're making it up this mountain, you want to look good, feel good. And, you know, that's why we put on the outfits that we like with our matching Lululemon sets and our scrunchies we put on our, our comfortable shit. Like you just want to feel good when you're doing these fun things. And for some people that can include doing your makeup or doing your hair or wearing jewelry. All of those things are great. And if you want to do them, you should do them. Yeah. And I mean, it shouldn't bother anyone. Like you only you spent the time to do your hair and makeup. So if you wanted to wake up early for your hike to do all of that, like go for it. Absolutely. 10 out of 10. This is like a common saying at the end of the day, we're wearing makeup, not to impress people. We're wearing makeup for ourselves and the same applies for the outdoors. So if you want to wear your makeup, you know, don't, don't let anyone tell you it's cringy because it's not, and you look good girl. Thanks for listening to Wildly Basic. Don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on Instagram at Wildly Basic Podcast. Our marketing director is Emma. Our editor-in-chief is Allie. Artwork by Emma. Music and sound by Allie. Co-hosted by Emma and Allie. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Happy trails. trails!